We often don't realize that we are the key to our own happiness and that happiness starts with healing and transformation. Whether you need healing, guidance, clarity, understanding, or just some honest sister talk to feel connected, heard, and supported, you are welcome and safe here. So join the conversation and be healed. Welcome to Soul Healing Conversations with your host, Roz Kincaid. Well, hello, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Soul Healing Conversations. I'm your host, Roz Kincaid, and thanks for tuning in with me today. Listen, I'm feeling a little bit energetic and spicy about today's topic because I'm going to be talking about being supported. And what I mean by that is being able to ask and receive help and support. Before I get into that, let me share with you a few things that I have available for you. First thing is every other Friday, my friend and peer coach Julian Crossan Hill and I go live on Facebook and YouTube for our Soul Expansion Soundboard. Now, this is where we have open conversation, just about anything and everything. So it's also a space where you get to engage and interact with us while we're live. You get to ask us questions and share your insights with us. And actually, our next live stream is coming up this Friday, October 7th at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you can't join us, that's okay. Just make sure that you subscribe to my YouTube channel or like my Facebook page to check out the replays. We'll also be notifying you of when we're going to be going live so you have time to gather yourself and get yourself ready for this hot cup of tea that we spill every other Friday. Living in the know is still open for enrollment if you're wanting to do some work around setting boundaries, getting better at saying no, or you just don't want to feel guilty or obligated when somebody asks you to do something that you honestly just don't want to do. This is a 12-week self-paced program all about getting your yes and no's understood, letting your yes be yes and your no's be no so that you can experience some peace and some ease and some balance in your life instead of feeling overwhelmed and burnt out. I know all about that. (laughs) I also have availability for intuitive readings if you're looking to get some life path guidance or you want to connect with a loved one who's passed away and gone on to glory. The holidays are coming around very soon, y'all. And it's about it's coming around that time of year where we start to look back at 2022 and evaluate how we want to move forward in 2023. But sometimes you're just not sure or you just need some confirmation on what you're planning. Well, that's what an intuitive reading is going to help you with. Plus, this is also the time of year when we start thinking about um, and missing our deceased loved ones just a little bit more than than we typically do. Or if you've lost someone recently and you want to try and connect with them. So if you're in need of some connection, then I invite you to go ahead and book a session with me. And of course, if you want me in your back pocket and want to work with me one on one, I do have some slots open for empowerment private coaching. This is where you and I work together through any and every challenge or issue that you're facing. This is where we get all the way real. And I support you in taking back your power and taking aligned action to move you forward and towards all things great that you want in your life. 
Now, I've recently reworked my private coaching a bit because I realized that not everybody is ready or needs a long-term commitment when it comes to coaching. So I do have some single sessions that I like to call a power hour, where the goal is to help you get a quick win in your situation or challenge. But be warned, this is not a quick fix. There are no quick fixes when we work together, but it also helps to overcome, you know, one one challenge or one issue one at a time. So I just want you to get that quick win. And again, a power hour is where it's done. So be sure you check out my private coaching offerings because there are some other things out there that may be suitable for you if you need something more than just that power hour. You know, our circumstances can get complicated and it's so much better when you have the support uh, you need to figure things out. All of the links, all of the links that you need are in the show notes for you. So check it out. Okay, y'all, let's dive into this topic today about being supported. So let me share with you kind of how this came up for me. And it usually comes up how anything else comes up for me and it's in my own life or I see it reflected back to me through somebody else. And um, over the summer, things just became like super busy for me. I was busy with work. I was busy with um, business, family. My daughter was starting kindergarten, so I needed to get her all ready to go and prepared and off to school. I'm managing the family's finances. I manage my business finances. Like I'm doing all the things and feeling overwhelmed. And for a long time, I just kind of felt like I should be able to do all this shit myself. Like I come from a family of strong women. My dad left the home when I was young. So I watched my mom kind of pick up all of the slack and carry it on her back um, and just take on that role of being the provider and the nurturer. And so I was kind of by observation and modeling trained and conditioned to believe that I had to do it all myself because that's what I saw my mom do. Um, My dad wasn't in the house. So. I quickly developed into a woman who didn't ask for a lot of help. Like, I can do it myself. I'm a strong black woman. I can do it. I can do it. I can do it all. Well, you know, life has a a way of proving you wrong and humbling you and getting you to a position to where you won't have to ask somebody for some help one day. And I'm so very blessed to have my mom living in the home with us comfortably. My husband is super supportive. I have family in the immediate area that I can lean on. And one day I was just like, shit, I I just can't do this all by myself. And it was a huge step. Like I had been asking for help all along, but this time felt different. This time just felt different. And it felt like a huge step for me to go to my mom and say, Here's how I need you to help me and I can't do it all. And she just, she didn't lecture me, but she was like, that's what I'm here for. You, she told me, you don't ever need to worry about asking me for help because I have adjusted my life to be able to be here for you because I know you have a lot to do. I know that it's a lot to take care of a child and maintain a family and to be a wife and all those things. And I'm here for you. And it, listen, in that moment, it, it, it made me just surrender. 
and say, okay, I'm going to start asking for help and I'm not going to feel guilty about it because when I look around like the help is already there, I just wasn't taking it. (laughs) So the other way that this came up for me was in a conversation with a potential client who reaches out to me, you know, you know, ever so often, which is fine. She messaged me actually to share a dream with me and she wanted to get some help interpreting her dream. And so she said to me, she said, there's been so many times where I felt lost and thought to message you, but I just didn't want to seem creepy or like I was taking advantage of your guidance. So I just deleted my messages altogether. I'm like, you needed help and you didn't ask. And not that I was judging her, but it's like, you know, I've never given her a reason from my end to feel like she couldn't come to me or couldn't ask for help. And I was like, just ask for the help. That's just, just ask for the help. Don't worry about, you know, let me tell you no. Let me, you know, let me be the one to tell you no, I can't do it right now, or I'll get back to you later, or, or give you some options. But it's almost like she was making the, the call for me, whether I wanted to help her or be of support to her or not. So she, she just, you know, retracted her messages. And I'm like, just ask for the help next time. And that got me thinking, why don't we ask for help? And in that moment, I was able to identify at least four things, five actually, that keeps us from asking for help and actually taking the help. And so the first thing that I noticed was that, and I just mentioned is that, We as women, especially women, we have become super independent or overly independent. We we feel like we can't depend on people or people have proven themselves to be um, not dependable or can't be depended upon, as my sister would say. And we just do everything ourselves or sometimes we live in this scarcity mentality and like there's not enough everybody's already doing some there's too much of not enough so I'm just gonna take take it all on on myself and we really have to get out of that if we are going to you know further our lot in life or further our goals and dreams we are going to have to relax this independence that we have as women that we've had to adapt into and for good reason as history has shown But times, once again, are changing and we don't have to bear it all on our own. You can you can hire somebody to clean your house. You can have somebody to go grocery shopping for you. You can call somebody to to give you a ride somewhere if you need to. Like all of those things have been developed out of this shift to create Um, support and community and this sense of collective support for one another. And we have to really be able to lay down our, you know, Rosie the Riveter attitude and ways of being in order to get further, you know, um, in life. And and I'm not saying that, you know, we need Amanda to, to be successful or anything like that, but damn, it sure does help to have to not have to carry every damn thing around and on our backs and have to maintain everything, especially when we have solid, dependable help that's showing up for us. The other thing 
that I identify that's keeping us from asking for help is shame. Like there's this stigma around asking for help um, that brings about this shadow of shame that if I ask for help, then people will know my weakness and people will know that I'm struggling and there's shame in that. There's no shame in, um, you know, having, you know, falling on hard times and needing help. There's no shame in losing your job and needing to file unemployment. There's no shame in having to take advantage of government assistance temporarily. Now, I don't, I'm not an advocate for doing that shit long term because, I mean, like, come on, at some point you need to, you know, pull it together and get back on your feet. Like, come on now. Don't 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 take all the way advantage of it. But there's no shame in getting help when assistance is out there for you. There's no shame in, um, you know, getting free medication or or anything that's being offered to you. And there's no shame in. In finding yourself um, in a hard situation and needing help like that's. That's the wisdom in being in them situations is like, damn, I got I got a way to get out. But if we are overly consumed by the shadow of shame and guilt and what people going to think and what they going to say, shit, let them talk. They they are going to say she pulled herself up out of the gutter or out of the mud and dusted herself off and found a way and got somebody to help her. And now she's back on her feet and she's on her way. He or she, whoever is listening to this. Along with shame is pride. And I know this to be true for men. Like gender roles. Like, like in some ways there are people, you know, our society still functions with traditional gender roles where men are the providers or, or, you know, one person in the, in the partnership, if you're in a, um, uh, uh, a same sex marriage where one person is identified as, as the provider, but specifically for men, because I'm married to a man and I see this all the time is that they don't want to ask for help. Because they think it's going to say something about their providership or them as a man or their manhood. Like, that's not true. Like, I'm here to tell you that that's not true. There have been times, especially during COVID times, where our family has, our family finances have taken a hit or my business has dipped down and this has this ebbs and flows. And my husband has had to step up. And this was, you know, a, a point for him to show himself that he can be a provider. We are doing okay. We still getting money. We, we're, our lifestyle is, is still being maintained. And I think that with me not being a man, but having observed, I think that men have um, taken on this providership role um, for so long that it becomes their identity and it doesn't have to, right? Like we can see this another way. You don't have to see your role or, or your identity as I am man, I am provider. Why not look at that at another perspective and I am the, the, the masculine or the male in this partnership and I contribute to the whole, 
because that takes some pressure off. That evens, you know, the yoke out. That evens, you know, the load out. And you all are pulling some weight, right? I also see this again among strong, liberated women. We're, we're proud to be strong women. We're proud to be liberated women. We're proud to be able to, you know, sit in rooms where um, we weren't appreciated or, or we were overlooked. And we're proud of that. And we want to, you know, continue to to wear our strength and our intelligence as women as, you know, a badge of honor and be able to continue to um, you know, lead and participate and, and, uh, uh, forge and be visionaries. Like that's, that's, that's dope. When women can create shit and still provide and still be contributors to their family's household. But again, it does not have to become part of our identity or even furthermore, it does not have to become part of our self worth or our value. It's what we do. We we help provide. It's what we do. It's not who we are. And I think that reframing that is going to help kind of shave that off or curb that just a little bit to where we, you know, we can still be leaders and we can still be strong and we can still hold the family down and still ask for some damn help. <laughs> you do not have to do this on your own. You're going to hear me say that again. The other thing is fear. And this is especially true and apparent around money. Like we avoid asking for help or even giving financial help for fear that a promise, like either you're afraid that you can't pay it back or you're afraid that the person that you're financially giving assistance to won't pay it back. And there have been times when people have not paid it back. Hell, I've been one of them people who has borrowed money from people and ain't paid it back. And therefore, you are afraid that being in that dynamic where you owe, somebody owes you is going to either end, end or wound the friendship. I've been there. I've been on both ends. Lent money to people. They ain't paid me back. Ask money for people and I ain't paid them back. Quick story. I had a friend. Um in college well she she and I actually went to high school together but she she and I became friends when I got in college I um went back off to school after the summer I needed some money I called her for some help she uh sent me two hundred dollars and I never paid her back fast forward years later I mean maybe 10 15 years later I see her on Facebook and all the things that, you know, she said to me about not paying her back because she she did. She cussed me out. She told me I was dead to her. I'm not a good friend. Our friendship is over. Have a nice life. All of those feelings that that I had when I read her message about how I didn't pay her back and I wasn't a good friend. All that stuff came back up and I ended up reaching out to her anyway, because to me, the friendship was more valuable than two Benjamins. $200. So when I reached out to her, she reached back. She, she responded and she told me about how she had cervical cancer and she was dying and she's got two children and she hates how she let money come between our friendship because she loved me so much and we were such great friends and, and all of that. And 
thank God we reconciled completely before she passed away. But see how that fear of borrowing and not knowing if you're going to pay back. It's like, would you rather live with that or would you rather you know, reconcile and continue and have a whole healthy friendship or relationship. Like you got to weigh out your options. Like she and I missed out on so much time. Like I can't imagine what our lives would have, you know, come out to be if she still, if we were still connected the way we were. Like we had a lot of fun times, but at the same time, she was going through some rough stuff too. And I wasn't there. I wasn't able to be there for her in the way that I wanted to be. And I was going through some tough shit too. And I would have wanted my, I wanted my friend to be there, but I couldn't, I couldn't reach out to her because money came between us. The fear of, um, me not, you know, making good on my promise to pay her back and her cutting me off because I couldn't pay her back put a divide between us. So we got to really like weigh out our options, whether we're going to live scared and dishonest and, you know, not in truth, or if we are going to do things and make choices that are going to maintain relationships and create wonderful experiences while we still have, you know, um, time left in this body on earth. The other thing that I believe or that I identified that um, gets in the way of us receiving help or asking for help is like we've turned into this culture, this society where we just do do it all ourselves. We, we, we DY every, everything. Do it yourself. Like there's been plenty of times where I've needed help, but I just suck it up and just do it myself because I don't want so I don't want nobody messing it up or I'll rationalize and say, well, it'll I can get it done in the amount of time it takes me to explain to you how to do it. Like I see this at work all the time and then I end up with a desk full of work having, you know, having to be done and, you know, cutting it right at the deadline. Like we got to stop. DYIing our life, <laughs> DYIing everything in life and doing it ourselves, you know, because sometimes look, I'm going to just straight up be honest with you. We, we, we're not trained to be doing some of the stuff that we're doing. And I will give you a perfect example. There are husbands out there who think that they're plumbers, who think that they're contractors, who think that they're uh, house flippers. And they don't know shit about what they're doing. And you're going to cause more damage than you are uh, hiring a professional to do the shit. Stop DYing everything. Everything is not a DYI situation. This is why we have coaches. This is why we have therapists. This is why we have doctors. Reputable doctors and therapists and trained coaches and certified coaches. Because... We know that to go through a transformation, whether it be you, yourself, um, your house, a car, whatever, your finances, that to, to have to do that on our own is a heavy lift. And it just makes things lighter and makes things better when we have somebody who is experienced, knowledgeable about what we're trying to do to help us or to call out some of the blind spots that we might not even know exist before we go down the path of what we're trying to achieve. 
And also, all of this DYI shit, this stuff really causes overwhelming burnout. You trying to carry the camel, the house, the baby, the family all on your back. Like, you don't have to continue to do that. You just don't. So how do we get over this way of being where we know we need help and we don't ask for it? Or we in some way ask for it, but we don't take it. I'll tell you what, we can stop letting the past overshadow the present and just heal from what has happened. Heal from being taken advantage of, not um, uh, uh, blaming what happened to you on the person that's coming into your life. It's almost like I, I, it's what I did when I started dating my husband. I held him responsible for every dude that left me or hurt me before he came into my life. And he would tell me, look, I'm not them. I'm not them. I didn't hurt you that way. And I don't plan on hurting you that way. And we have to stop um, making other people responsible for, for how other people have hurt us when we have helped them or when we did ask for help. Like if somebody tells you, no, I can't help you or no, they won't help you. Like take that and move on. Keep going. Keep going to find the support that you need. Like stop letting that shut you down and stop thinking that because a few people said no or a few people did you wrong. Like not everybody is going to be that way. It's not an all or nothing situation. You know, you have to stop looking at life black and white. And give grace. Give yourself grace. Give yourself grace to learn from any mistakes that you've made where you took help and it didn't work out or you offered help and somebody took it from you and they didn't make good on it. Stop allowing the past to live in your present. The other thing is to get intuitive and get wise when help is being sent your way and just take it. <laughs> like, look around. Like there, Again, there's no shame in getting support. But once you realize that the help is already there, you'll realize that God truly does have your back. But you had to pop your head out of whatever is consuming you to even see that the help is even there and take it. And take it. It's just like me realizing like, dang, my husband is able to help me. My mom is right here. I got my aunt and uncle. I got my sister over here. I got my friends over here. I got people in my business network that can help me. And start leveraging that stuff. Leveraging those resources. Leveraging that support. Because you sitting here praying five times, 50 times a day for God to send you a a, a life jacket. And it's like, damn, I've sent you five. Why haven't you taken it? That reminds me of that. I think it's a fable where there was a flood and the man climbed on his roof and he prayed to God to send him uh, send him some help to get him out of the flood. And he was like, well, I, I, I sent you a boat, but you, you know, a man on a boat, but you, you know, you said you was going to wait. I sent you this, but you didn't want it. I sent you that and you didn't want it. Like I've been, God has been sending you help this whole time, but you don't want to see it. You have to be open to receiving. And what I mean by that is sometimes the help ain't going to come in the way you thought it was or the way you envisioned it or the way you expected it. But it's the exact help you need. Take the help.
And the last thing, stop DYIing everything in your life, thinking that it's faster or better. You know, it's one thing to improvise and to make something out of nothing, but your existence is not set up for you to carry the load of daily life on your own. And that goes for singles and people who are married or partnered with somebody. I mean, think about it. How much lighter and easier could your life be if you took the help offered or given before you start tripping about how you're going to pay it back or how it looks to take on a quote unquote handout? Like, why does it even have to be called a handout? Why not reframe it as a hand up? Doesn't that feel better? Hmm. Okay, y'all. That's all I have for you today. I hope that what I've shared struck a chord and motivates you to notice that you have lots of help available to you when you need it. And you don't have to do it yourself with your life all the time. We're meant for connection. And we'd be better off capitalizing on that when it shows up as support. Again, Don't forget to check out the show notes for all of my offerings and ways to connect with me. I appreciate you listening today and I'll talk to you next time. Bye. Hey, and thanks so much for hanging in there with me all the way to the end of the podcast. I hope you got lots of value from today's episode and feel more empowered and more inspired than you did before. If you enjoyed this episode as much as I did doing it, then share it with somebody that might resonate with it. Also, I would really appreciate it if you could leave me a five-star review to help me get the word out about the show. And if at any point you have questions or topics you want me to riff about, as you can see, I like to talk, then I invite you to get on my social media platforms and just message me. And if you're feeling the nudge to work with me, then check out my offerings on my website. Everything you need to connect with me is in the show notes. So until next time, be empowered.